Um, I've spoken a couple of times to Professor Rizia Pretorius, who heads up the Department of Physiological Sciences at Stellenbosch University, and she is really a world leader in trying to understand what microclots mean in the blood samples of individuals who suffer from long COVID. And that work has been given a boost, I am told, in a media release from Stellenbosch University worth close to 12 million rand via the Erasmus AI search engine. And Daniel Erasmus, the CEO and founder of Erasmus AI, is with us now via some kind of digital connection from Amsterdam. Hello, Daniel. Hello. Um, I'm joining you from a snowy Amsterdam here. If I look outside the window, it's a proper blizzard. It's not kind of supposed to happen in the lowlands, is it? Really? <laughs> no, it's snowing terribly in the UK at the moment, and we get the weather one day later, but uh, it's already arrived here. And uh, fortunately, it's melting, so it's not too much disruption. Um, and the the AI... <laughs> You know, I mean, we think we we tend to these days. You think AI, and then you think Chat GPT. But your AI, the, what you've offered the services of to Stellenbosch University and this long COVID research, is something very, very different. Yeah, we 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 also use what is called large language models underneath it. So there's a you know vast neural networks that understands language and. Um, but our view is really to enable different structures of collaboration. So every day we process about a quarter of a billion URLs and um, as well as most of medicine. So think about it. Every day about 5,000 articles in medicine is published. And so it's almost impossible for any specialist to stay on top of their field. And by providing an interface on all of that and um, think of it like minority report, you're seeing these graphs of how things connect and you can be able to understand connections which you wouldn't see otherwise. You see serendipitous discoveries that you wouldn't see otherwise. You're able to collaborate with people that wouldn't be otherwise versus long, long lists. And this, um, our view is that changes the architecture of discovery and of collaboration. Okay, and w- without being too technical, I mean... <laughs> Okay, you've, you've sort That's of, hard, mate. Yeah, um, you, you've, you've, you've sort of explained it. I mean, what 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 your search engine is going to do is is just do that, and then it kind of pings anything which might be relevant to the work that Rizia Pretorius um, is doing. You, it pings that information over to her. Yes, I mean we've been fascinated by Resi and her team's work um, at the University of Stellenbosch, and you know, and we're deeply concerned about the scope and scale of long COVID as a global problem. I mean, it's currently estimated that at least a hundred million people have long COVID, so this could be a public health um, problem that dwarfs the original pandemic. And it's something that is slower; it's kind of below the surface. We tend to ignore it. And um, what Racing and the team has is a very viable model uh, to think about it. It's testable. And um, our, our, our goal there is really to support the ability to discover that. And she's currently looking at sort of adding nutritionals um, to possible therapeutic avenues. One doesn't really know uh, whether they're there, but are there other research that support this? Um, as well as inside these microclots, there are autoantibodies. So it seems that something is happening to the immune system there. 
And being able to understand what those autoantibodies are doing in the body perhaps could explain sort of the different symptoms that people are experiencing in this space. And uh, how soon would you know whether Erasmus AI is going to make a contribution or not? Is there a point at, uh, you know, week's time, two weeks' time, six months' time where you go, sorry, this ain't working? The goals are within the next five minutes, but, you know, that's, that's, that's the goal of AI. You know, there was a joke earlier this uh, year. It's been, you know, one hour past midnight and there's still no significant discoveries have happened in AI. So it's a fast pace speed. Um, you know, our, our goal is really, um, quite simple. Um, we want to make the world smarter and we want to make researchers, um, and the research process easier, faster, smarter. So the discovery side is really a Gracias team. Our, our, our goal here is just to provide that overview where none existed. And um, there's an interesting story back in the Napoleonic Wars in Poitiers. Suddenly doctors were in hospitals before they just visited people. And where they all got together in hospitals, they discovered that diseases worked very differently from what they studied at university. And suddenly we had an explosion of medical knowledge. And that was the architecture of conversation which was changed. And we're just using AI to do that. What are some of the other potential applications of the um, the kind of AI sphere in which you're working? Um, we're just back from Davos um, earlier this year at the World Economic Forum where we released an extreme weather global database. So um, one can see the whole world. It's open. Um, you can go to newsconsole.com and you can see it there. And um, then um, from that extreme weather database, you can zoom in to individual occurrences that happened in Kenya, that happened in Kinshasa, that happened. And we translate, I mean, we process a quarter of a billion URLs per day, and we translate it out of 15 languages. And what was shocking from this is, you know, many things that one wouldn't see in the news. Um, there's a drought in parts of China. It's a massive problem. It's uh, less in hydroelectrics. There's most of the things that happen in South America are just unreported in English. But in one view, you can there see where are these extreme weather events um, happening. And that can feed into the loss and damage discussion. So did these things really happen? Where did they happen? And one has a database of now a million and a half articles describing um, 125,000 extreme weather events happening across the world. And um, it can factors into the donor community because you can go at the granularity of this village had problems, not just at the level of countries. Um, and it factors into the, our ability to understand what's going on as it impacts human um, activity systems or so human systems when a bridge breaks or people die or there are landslides or all of those things. And um, it biases to those type of occurrences, not that it's just a little bit drier in the Sahara. Um, which is important from a meteorological point, but not from a human perspective. One of the concerns that's often expressed to me when we talk about ChatGPT and what it can and can't do, and there are two schools of thought, one that say, wow, it's amazing, others, oh, it's not that impressive. But one of the sort of general expressions of concern is um, how many people are going to be displaced from their jobs by AI, the kind of AI that you're involved with, Erasmus AI, is that a, a human employment supplanter? Well, we, we picked the name very specifically. There's a long history of, in, in Europe, Erasmus, um, you know, kind of 
pulled through the European project at its first and with a move to humanize, you know, at the time of the church reforms, um, Erasmus's writing said um, that he wanted to kind of, you know, it was a human project thereby situating um, concerns, not in the afterlife, but in today, in our lives. And so, and there's a long history of the AI being, um, the Erasmus AI, you know, being the good AI in various science fiction novels, et cetera, et cetera. And um, hence we called it that once we started doing things much more um, than news. And so, um, in technology, technology always replaces work from, you know, the first stone tools, et cetera, et cetera. What happens then is we tend to typically invent more work, um, different forms of labor search engine optimizers, website creators. And in fact, most of, you know, sort of, I think it's around half of all the new jobs created in the OECD countries um, are typically jobs that weren't around uh, a decade before. So we tend to add on top and use technology underneath us, not always to make us smarter, but um, our goal certainly is, is to use AI to connect um, people to each other, to like-minded and people to that little bit of research, that little bit of serendipity that you thought, oh my God, I never thought that's possible. I didn't think this is possible. And 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 that's our task. That's when AI um, lifts all of the boats. It's the tide. Fascinating. Thank you very, very much indeed, Daniel Erasmus, uh, founder of Erasmus AI.